0: James for three. Bang at the buzzer. Yeah! Bang! All goes down. Give us a whistle. Give us a whistle. Check it out. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. We're talking about practice.
1: Welcome to another buckets and beards timeout episode. This is the third one in the series. Uh, I'm George, we've got Foss. Hey. And we've got Jakey still with us to record tonight.
0: Yep, thanks for having me back again.
1: You're most welcome, mate. We enjoyed your first time round, so we're going to uh, keep you in for this one too. So, uh, Foss, why don't you kick us off and explain to everyone what we're talking about.
2: Alright, so tonight we wanted to do a bit of a what if. So, for those that don't know, after 1993, Jordan had just won his third straight championship in a row and there was an the unfortunate passing away of his father and he decided that he'd go home and try his hand at baseball and just quietly he was legit he there is talk that he might have actually made the major leagues yeah. if he'd stuck with it
1: yeah absolutely so but the premise of tonight is
2: what if jordan never came back to the nba so let's say he made the major league baseball and when I'm done with the NBA. Yeah, pretty much. So what are we talking about? All right, so we're not going to take away from the 94-95 championships. Um, by the Rockets, they beat the Knicks 4-3 in 94 and they swept the Magic, sorry Jake, in 95-4-0.
1: Is this why you wanted to keep Jake on for this one? Just to No, get no, him no not Josh. Just, just, just bam. Him
0: yeah, now I can go. <laughs> yeah,
2: but uh, we're going to look at the next few years after that. So in real life... Jordan came back. Um, I think it was towards the end of the 95 season. It was. Played the last 10 games or something.
1: And it was actually the Magic that knocked out the Bulls. It was.
2: Um, but, yeah, and so they won three straight in a row. So we're going to look at the next three years and just imagine if Jordan never came back.
1: Yeah, so it was 96, 97, and 98 where they completed their third three-peat yep. uh, when they brought in Rodman um, as, as sort of the the final piece of the puzzle really yeah
2: um so i'm going to start us off and i'm going to be talking about the 95 96 season so ultimately the bulls did retool as george just said they did bring in rodman um and they were better than they were in previous seasons but ultimately the bulls i'm going to say would finish about six to eight
1: in the east i'm not going to disagree with you if we're we're taking out mj that's 20-25 20-25 wins on its own that, I think that 6-7-8 seed is about about right
2: and part of the premise of this as well is that we're going to leave the West as it was because yes. Jordan probably wouldn't affected how the West standings changed not, not significantly majorly yeah. so I'm just going to quickly run through the West standings at the end of the season so finishing one was the Sonics Spurs Jazz Lakers Houston Portland Suns Kings and the Seattle beat Utah in the Western Conference Finals 4-3 to go through to the NBA Finals. But going back to the East. So, without the Bulls there, so obviously the Bulls finished one in the East. Um, Orlando finished second, but I'm going to put them up to the first seed. Fair. Yep. They had Shaq, Shaq missed a, quarter, a third of the season um, with a thumb injury. Um, but they still had Penny there and they still managed to finish second. So I think that's all fair to put them in at one.
1: Yeah, Orlando were, were definitely dominant in that era. I, I don't dislike that.
2: Um, two, Indiana, read by Le- Reggie Miller. Um, 52-30 for the year. Um, and Mark Jackson as well in his prime. Love me some Reggie. Yep. Um, in at three and four are New York and Cleveland. Um, both finished 47 47- Thirty-five, um, okay. And that okay. was back in the heyday of New York um, when I actually fell in love with the team. But that's a totally different podcast. Um, next, we got Atlanta and Detroit both in at five and six with 46 36. Uh, Miami in at seven, 42 40. Um, and for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to put the Bulls in at the eighth seed with 41 41. So they weren't great, but they weren't horrible. They've just scraped into the playoffs. Matchups in the playoffs, first round, Orlando versus the Bulls. And I'm going to say, back in the day, I will say that it was only the best of five.
1: Yes, first round was best of five. From then on, it was best of seven.
2: And Orlando sweep the Bulls. Yep. Um, Shaq's back healthy. Um, they got Penny, and they just sweep him. And we got Jakey here, so you have to say that. I have I? to say that, yeah. Next, Indiana-Miami. Indiana lost up. Uh, To Atlanta in real life. So I'm going to say that Miami wins that 3-2. Okay. They had a stumble. Indiana had a stumble. Um, And yeah, they're out. Sure. New York, Detroit. Um, Detroit steals one, probably on the road. Um, But New York eventually get up 3-1. They smash them. And then Cleveland, Atlanta. I'm going to say Atlanta gets the upset because they knocked Indiana out in real life. So they must have been in some form coming into the playoffs. And because I'm sitting here, you have to say that. Yes, but I'm going to say that it goes to the best of five. That goes to all the way to the game five. Um, but Atlanta get the upset 3-2. Yep. So that leaves up the conference final matchups of Orlando versus Atlanta, New York versus Miami. And Orlando beats Atlanta 4-1 because they just can't stop prime Shack. No one could stop. Yes, yeah,
0: he'd really just come into the league and was really that dominant star that they were like, we need to get three or four centers just to eat up fouls on this guy.
2: And on the other hand, I'm going to say New York versus Miami. Um, one of
1: the most heated rivalries of that era. Of
2: the late 90s, and it was brilliant. I it I was loved it. It brutal. But Patrick Ewing was playing some of the best basketball of his career mm-hmm. in that, that mid-90s period. Um, so I'm going to say that Knicks get up 4-2. Um, and I went back and actually looked at how they did during the season as well. It was pretty tight, um, wasn't it? And the Knicks it? did win 4-2 in their six matchups that they played throughout that season.
0: Fair. Yeah, you did you do diligence to not be the yeah. uh, one-eyed Knicks supporter? And just yeah, I, a, I
1: thought I'd go back. And just on a fun little side note, didn't Patrick Ewing play for Orlando at the end of his career?
0: He did. He did. Yeah. Uh, pretty sure he
2: retired there. And that then, jersey still looks weird to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Those, those knee pads as well, they were
1: ginormous.
2: Eastern Conference Finals, Orlando versus New York, Jakey versus Foss.
1: Well, we know but, where this is going. Of course, Foss is going to win. Yeah.
2: Yep. I, and yeah. <laughs> I, I have that. I have New York getting up 4 3 because my reasoning behind this was I did go back and have a look at their um, games they played throughout the year and it was yep. tied 3 all. Yeah. Okay. But. Shaq missing missing her, uh, third of the season and them coming from a finals loss, I thought that would, would be a bit run down and a bit over it. And I thought New York, in the games they did win during the regular season, they smashed Orlando. Yeah. The games that Orlando won were very tight, but the games that the Knicks won, they won convincingly.
0: Yeah, I think it is one of those 50-50 series, I think. So whoever wins is probably going to be a 4-3 series. And you know I'm yeah. not too opposed to... You know, going New York's way. Yeah, I'm
2: not arguing that one either. Yeah. And so that leaves up the NBA Finals matchup. We've got New York versus Seattle. So their regular season, they only played two games against each other and it was one all in real life. So I looked at it as in the Knicks had to beat them in OT and that was late in the season. So that's coming into the playoffs. Sonics obviously hitting their stride where the Knicks had to like push them to get that win. And the win that the Sonics had early in the year, they smashed. They absolutely dominated New York. Um, So the way I look at it is you've got the glove, Kemp, Scrimp were too much. They like to play fast-paced ball. We had an aging New York lineup at that time. Even though we were playing well, we were aging and we didn't like to play fast.
1: No, definitely not. And you had the athleticism of Sean Kemp to deal with and just the absolute hustle and pain in the ass that Gary Payton would have been. So my outcome for this is
2: that New York wins two at home, but ultimately they lose four2 to the Sonics. So the, the Sonics, that's my go for the 95. 96 80. The Seattle SuperSonics were too good, and they would have won
1: a championship. And which they probably never would have got moved to Oklahoma. Yeah, they probably would have never folded. Yes. Yeah, so well, that's it.
0: probably a big historical thing that you know, if they were more dominant during this period, we still might have the Seattle Supersonics. It's
1: interesting that Seattle made the finals that that one time in in real life. And the Knicks made it twice in that era. And that's really all we saw out of either of those teams. Which if you want to see a good run to the finals,
2: 1999 New York, all the way from eight seed to ultimately lose to the Spurs. All right, so we had the Supersonics winning that one.
1: On to the next year, George. So, 96-97, in uh, in actual fact, the Bulls topped the East again, 69 wins. Jordan was the scoring leader. Rodman led the league for rebounds. Pippen was all defense and second team all NBA. So, it's fair to say they had a stacked lineup in actual Oh, they dominated. 100%, 100%. However, again, we're assuming no MJ. So, for me, I'm taking 20 wins off straight away. Okay, so I retooled how the the Bulls would have finished and I've got them finished seventh. So the final seedings for me for 96-97 would have been Miami, New York, Atlanta, Detroit, Charlotte, Orlando, Chicago and the then Washington Bullets. Any arguments? No. Okay, good. If there was an argument, you weren't going to win anyway. This is my segment. All right, in the West, I'm just going to flip through the top eight Utah, Seattle, Houston, the Lakers, Portland, Timberwolves, Phoenix, and then the Clippers. So again, same as the first time around, we're assuming nothing changes there. So Uh, Flying through it, love it. In the end, Utah came out on top again. They had Karl Malone, John Stockton, Jerry Sloan, who was an amazing coach. Uh, And it was actually the season that Karl Malone took home the MVP for for the league. Yep. And that really annoyed Michael Jordan. But anywho.
2: But he was he was a solid player.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So this was the first finals appearance for Utah. Um, they did go back to back. So we're just going to focus on the East again. So the first round matchups, are Miami and Washington, the Knicks and the Bulls, the Hawks and the Magic, and the Hornets and the Piston. Uh, I've got Miami sweeping Washington, the Why? Knicks. Why? Yeah. Because Washington sucked and Miami were good.
2: All right, that's all I had. I need to know. Simple like, as that. Just go into a bit more detail, mate. Yeah, that's all I'm asking.
1: Miami's. you're I, I
2: want. To, I want to know your thoughts behind why teams are beating teams.
1: Because Miami were good. Okay. Washington weren't.
2: <laughs> that's fine. That's the all first right.
1: one. I don't expect that from a first and eighth seed. Exactly. All right. So, Knicks Bulls. I've got the Knicks going through three two, based purely on the fact that Chicago would get get it done at home. And there was enough hatred between the two teams to make it an interesting series.
2: Look, I'm sure Scottie Pippen probably would have stepped up his game exactly. in the absence of Jordan. So that's why like, putting him at that 7-8 seed, I feel is is appropriate because like, he wasn't the player Jordan was, but he would have been starting to take more of that leadership role. Even in
1: 94 and 95, he led the Bulls in every statistical category. You had Tony Kukoc becoming more acclimatized with the league. He still had Rodman, Steve Kerr, all these guys that contributed. So I still think that the Knicks ultimately would get through, um, but it would have been a bit of a battle.
2: Yep. No, great.
1: All right. Hawks, Magic, again, slight bias, but I'm taking Atlanta. Um, Shaq had left at this point. Yep. Shaq had gone to the Lakers. My, like the, They were still good, but that's a big hole to fill. So I've got Atlanta going through there. Um, and Charlotte... And the Pistons, I went with Charlotte for no other reason than they had the edge in the regular season. That's all I looked at. Yep, No. agreed. All right, conference finals. So again, all of those were best of five. Conference finals, best of seven. Miami and the Hornets, I've got Miami going through 4-1. Again, just because Miami was so dominant in that era. Yeah,
2: and they, they were playing really well towards the late
1: 90s Tim Hardaway Alonzo Mourning Glenn Rice like this is a tough team to stop you got Pat Riley running the show again one of the greatest coaches of all time tough to beat yep um, Hawks Knicks in the other conference semi Knicks going through I hate to say does that mean you owe me a coffee look probably probably two I've got them going through four two again Knicks were a more dominant team in the era I think they were a bit more well rounded compared to what Atlanta had, and I, th- I think they were just the better team. Yep. I'll, I'll agree with that. You got yeah. anything to say, Jakey?
0: No, I'm um, spot on, I reckon, so far.
1: So that would have conference finals of Miami and New York. And as we touched on earlier, this was probably the most heated rivalry of the late 90s. Early 90s, you had Bulls, Pistons, and trying to beat the heck out of each other. But I like this is a matchup. like and the heat
2: actively went after Alonzo morning yeah. to help counteract Patrick Ewitt.
1: yeah yeah absolutely. And look it worked it did work, work in a couple of games, but ultimately I've got the Knicks winning this yep. Um, in the actual season, the heat and the Knicks did play in the semi for, in the conference semis and it was game five of that series. Where PJ Brown decided that it was a really good idea to body slam Charlie Ward. This led to both benches clearing, uh, which you don't see very often these days because as a player, if you leave the bench, you're automatically suspended. Yep. So in 96 97, this really affected the Knicks because you had, you know, Brown got two games suspension, Charlie Ward got one, but. You had Ewing and Alan Houston both suspended for Game 6, and then Larry Johnson and John Starks for Game 7. And it ultimately sunk us that year. It absolutely did. So I'm assuming that that doesn't happen for this. Yep. So just a little bit of background on that season, but I'm assuming that there's no brawl, no one gets suspended, that I've got the Knicks going through. Awesome. Purely because, in actual fact, it was... The suspensions, I think, that cost the Knicks in that series. So if you can take out those suspensions and those players actually play, I like the Knicks to get through. Yeah, awesome. Happy? Cool. All right. That leaves us with the Knicks and Utah playing off in the finals. Sorry, Foss.
2: So Knicks have made three out of four yeah. finals.
1: Yeah. In and look, they were good. They, they were. were a really good team. They were coached well, they played hard, they were physical. They just couldn't get over the Michael Jordan hump.
2: Yep, and, and like so many teams and players.
1: So many, absolutely. Um, and look, one of those teams that couldn't get over the MJ hump was Utah. I've got Utah winning it. Purely because Karl Malone in his prime, John Stockton, who in my opinion is one of the most underrated players of all time, Jeff Hornacek. He missed
2: 82 games this season.
1: He, you can, but between our three sitting here, you could just about count on our hands and toes how many games he missed for his entire 19-year career. Yep. It was insane. Um, and he was so unassuming that you know, he can walk down the street with his family and nobody knew who he was because he looked like a school teacher. but was an amazing player.
2: And as a Knicks fan... Um, I don't mind that decision as, like, as you said, Karl Malone did win MVP that year over a Michael Jordan in real life. Um, so they were playing great team basketball led by Stockton to Malone. Yep. Like, Malone wouldn't have been the player without Stockton and Stockton France, wasn't the player
1: so. without Malone. I, th- I agree. And I think the Knicks was probably starting to age at that point as well, getting towards the end of their their bubble,
2: effectively. Oh, and I said that... Um, last in my segment. Yeah, exactly right. Was that so, they lost to the Sonics because yep. they were starting to age.
1: Yeah, Patrick Young slowing down, Larry Johnson slowing down, same with Allen Houston. But when you've got, as you say, Malone in his prime with the MVP, Stockton doing Stockton things, and any team with Greg Oster tag on them deserves to win a chip. So I've got Utah taking it out. I think they probably would have done it 4-2. The Knicks would have got some at home. But ultimately, I think Utah reasonably comfortably get it done.
2: So without MJ in the league, we've got the Seattle Supersonics winning it and then the Utah Jazz.
1: So the last one we're going to look at tonight after we have Utah winning in 96-97 is going to be 97-98. Jake's going to take the lead with this one. So, Jakey, tell us what you think would have happened without MJ.
0: So, I think Father Time is probably really catching up with them at this point. And if I shave 20 wins off, they're equal for eighth. I'm actually going to say they're not making the playoffs. I like it. So, I think they probably get 40-ish wins and just miss out. Okay, Um, Because at that stage, you know, they were quite old. They were still a great team with Jordan. I think without him, I think too many people are being stretched in their roles. And I think it really costs them. And
2: if you have watched the last dance, they were, they did struggle a bit that year. Like, it wasn't a perfect season for the Bulls, even with Jordan.
0: Yeah. So, with that, you know, you've got Miami now as the one seed. And the big 2-7 upset of the Knicks and Heat doesn't happen. From George's Bugger. segment before, <laughs> I think, you know, without the suspensions and the fight, I think yeah. the hi- history between New York and Miami really diminishes, I think. Yep. Um, just some of those key things stop happening. You know, you go from this hated rivalry to more of a, you know, we don't like you, but we don't like other teams as well. <laughs> um, So, yeah, I think the top four, uh, Miami, Indiana, Charlotte, and Atlanta, all get through pretty easily. I don't think, you know... You- some might argue that Cleveland could beat Atlanta in the 4-5 uh, No, we were, they were that. easily the best teams in the East yeah. in the late 90s. Yeah, so then it gets to Miami-Charlotte. I think Miami cleans up Charlotte pretty easily. And I think uh, oh, it'd be Miami-Atlanta. And I reckon Indiana-Charlotte. Indiana cleaned that up pretty easy. I reckon it was a three-team race in the East this year. Um, now down to a two-horse race. And I think... I, know,
1: agree. I agree with you, Jakey. I think, I think you're bang on.
0: And, and it, I
2: think this was the time that Reggie Miller was really hitting his stride in Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Um, and was was, was, was Larry Legend
1: in. still coaching? I no. think Larry Legend was coaching them then as well, and they were a very good basketball team.
0: They were. They were a very good basketball team. Yeah, and I reckon that's really preempting that. I reckon with the Heat, Indiana in the Eastern Conference Finals, I reckon Indiana they're getting up four two. Four two. They, yeah. you know, if you assume that they are playing similar level that they were, I reckon they probably just outshoot outrun them, really get the best of the heat, making it a Utah-Indiana finals. I,
2: I don't mind that finals matchup. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I I would actually really like to watch that with those players. Maybe we can set it up on 2K and we'll get get those <laughs> teams playing in a best of seven.
0: Yeah, Um. but despite how well Indiana are playing, Utah coming off a four-zip sweep of the Lakers in the Western Finals, I think Utah smash him either 4-zip or probably 4-1 in the finals, really solidifying a dynasty that what Utah could have been without the Jordan Bulls.
2: And you probably are thinking that Malone would get his second MVP. Yeah, he definitely, yeah, definitely gets his and second And he would have been MVP. finals MVP. Yep, probably for so both years. So he's he's running on a high. They've still got Sloan. They've still got Stockton. Um, So I... I don't have much to say about that. Yeah, so I think you know, you look back, would you have it Arnie in best now. of seven? Was it did it go to game seven?
1: No, no, it was like four, is it four? Yeah, one? I reckon Utah. you reckon you reckon, reckon Utah, Utah were gonna run over. Wow, yeah. okay, Utah, I think I think Reggie gets you at least one. Yeah, yeah. Reggie would get you at least yeah. one. So
0: but, you know, four one, but you know, with the juggernauts that were in the west, and mm. Utah came out looking and it so has, much better.
2: other than Jordan the West was a much stronger conference back It around. really
1: was. And it, it really opens up the the discussion around how many teams, players, coaches missed out on rings because of Jordan.
2: And I think that is the whole point of this podcast. Is yeah. like He was such a dominant player that there is players like Patrick Ewing we've talked about. Um, I Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. I know one got them when he retired went to baseball but would he have got it like malone and stockton like hall of fame players that didn't get one because they just played in the same time as jordan
1: oh absolutely and and you can look at someone like alonzo morning who yes he got one but it was the back end of his career back end of his career you had carl malone end up going to the lakers to try and get one yeah gary happen.
2: payton did the same but he and and ultimately
1: he, got one in miami exactly again right at the end of his career but there are so many amazing players in that era that did miss out on the ultimate goal because there was a bloke called Michael Jordan in the way.
2: I'm ultimately really sad that the Supersonics really crumbled after that finals appearance as well. They, didn't oh, really, okay. they really didn't do anything after that. Like, And it was the emergence of Utah as that powerhouse team in the West um, that ultimately just, yeah, the Sonics franchise went to crap.
0: Yeah, and you wonder Carl Malone's legacy... Is he more of a top ten discussed player? If he gets these two championships, he's got two finals MVPs. He's got two. I, or three I think MVPs, you have to. You know, because he gets dismissed pretty easily, and you know, rightfully so with some of the people in the top ten. But I think he does have a bit more of an acumen to be talked about more.
1: I, th- I think you're absolutely right. Like you, you take out Jordan and the accolades that he won in those years, and yeah. as you say, they go to other players. It, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily change Jordan's place in the game because mm. he tra- transcended the game itself. But you're right. Does that bring Malone up in the standings as far as even just the the conversation about who's the best power forward? My opinion is, is Tim Duncan. It always will be. Yeah. But if you've now got a guy with two chips, two finals MVPs, two regular season MVPs, that's hard to go past.
0: Yeah, you start saying that he's probably the best scoring power forward.
1: And I, w- I would like to have seen what a finals
2: appearance that year for Reggie Miller would have done for the next couple of years in Indiana because they ended up making it in 01 yeah
0: yeah
2: um which was Reggie's last season and it was like his last hurrah he was playing top basketball but his body just wasn't holding up yeah, yeah. and um, it might spark and that, that extra finals appearance might have sparked him and they might have made it the next year yeah. and the next year um and gone on a little run and got him a couple of chips
1: yeah would it have kept Larry Bird coaching there's there's loads of different what ifs that do come from this initial what if topic and we could go on about this forever but I
2: reckon we might as well leave it there Um, thanks for listening to our third timeout episode of the Buckets and Beards make sure you check us out on Instagram at Buckets and Beards thanks to Jakey for joining us again tonight
1: yeah thanks for having me and I think there's one more thing we need to do Foss we've got a shout out Todd we know we have to do this he's coming on next week We've got to give him some love. All right, yeah. Well, you better get prepared then, Todd. He's got to do his homework or he'll never be back.
2: All right. Peace. Peace. Catch you guys on the
0: flippity flip.